0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Gurun Otaku Council Podcast. I am Ace. And I'm McMillian, And today we'll be doing episode 3. Episode 3. Which will consist of Demon Slayer Season 2 Episode 3. 86 Season 2 Episode 15 as well as Episode 16. And Mushoku Tensei Episode 15 and Episode 16 as well. And with that being said... The council is now in session. Let the meeting begin.
1: Uh at the beginning of all me- like at the beginning of all meetings. Spoiler warning. Uh our head for this episode. Um, and we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we have a lot to get through. So uh first we'll start off with Demon Slayer. And Correct. um I can't say it any better anymore, any people, but uh you could already guess based on my smiling demeanor. Uh we are back for another episode of the movie. <laughs> Basically the exact same thing happened, but don't worry. This time we're actually going to try and review the episode. So uh yeah, Alex will keep uh Ace will Ace will keep me in check.
0: <laughs> All right. Well yeah, with that being said, so we're just gonna as he said, you know, we're actually gonna review the episode this time. We have no other choice. <laughs> we're here. Uh so Demon Slayer episode three should have been Is the scenes from Mook Train where everybody's stuck in their respective dreams. So you get to see what everybody is dreaming about. um, Zenitsu's dream, Inosuke, Rengoku, and Tanjiro. So the episode starts off, you know, just like the movie with Zenitsu's dream. And in his dream, he's just running around with... um, Nezuko. Thank you. I don't know why the fuck I can't <laughs> think of her name. He's running around with Nezuko. Who else will he be running around with? I don't know. But, you know, he's running around with Nezuko having a good old time. And that's basically Zanessa's dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything about Zanessa's dream you wanted to touch on, Jay?
1: Um, So, I guess since we're, like, actually trying to actively review it, uh, if you remember back in, like, season uh, season one of Demon Slayer, Zanessa talks about how he used to live with his grandfather who is a retired Hashira of the Lightning, uh, the lightning Breath. I'm assuming the place they were running around might have been wherever him and his grandfather lived. Um, considering, uh, it seemed like last season we might have gotten a flashback or some context to Zenitsu being in a tree and stuff like that, and the place looks somewhat similar. Um, yeah. So, I, it's, I guess it, um, God, it's so hard to review this. Uh, in, in a way, I, it's nice to see, I guess, um, the reprieve of them just being acting like normal kids in their dreams, or like what they would be doing if they weren't demon slayers, possibly because that's mostly what the dreams consist of, except for possibly like Rengoku's. But um, Zenitsu, it was nice, to, I guess, to just seen as Zenitsu not freaking out and crying, um, <laughs> you know, so and enjoying himself in Nezuko. So that was a, a good moment of this episode.
0: Yeah, that it was. So Zenitsu's was the first dream of the episode slash movie. And then after that, the next dream we went into was Inosuke's, and we see Inosuke running around in a cave along with Nezuko, Tanjiro, and Inosuke, not Inosuke, and Zenitsu.
1: Zenitsu.
0: Um, yeah. For whatever were all reason...
1: Tenuki, well, everybody except in Nezuko Inosuke. and Inosuke were, were Tanukis. And I was just... I don't know. Because that, Inosuke, that's why. Because <laughs> that, that child is special. Um... <laughs> Honestly, his his whole thing was so entertaining. I could probably watch like a little cartoon based on it because it was just like, yeah. it, it had that Saturday morning cartoon vibes. Of yeah, just, I like, could see you know I, I could
0: actually see them doing like the little Nosuke shorts, like how they did the little Rock the little rockley shorts on Naruto.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah That'd it, be kind of cool. I, I, he's an entertaining character to watch, and um, the little adventures of like Anoske and friends, I think, would be. Entertaining, so. in no uh, for His dream, like Innoske, is usually like the life of the uh, the aforementioned Demon Slayer group. So it it's it was good to see uh, the into his mind a bit, basically, uh, like how everything is interpreted. And Inosuke just thinks that even though he's not the strongest character, he is the leader, and he will always be the leader.
0: mean, <laughs> hey, hey, he he thinks he running shit. Was it something? He, you know. Sometimes Nelska be head on with stuff. He's like, you know. Yeah, you no. Know, I mean, they all
1: they all strong as fuck, but Nelska is just it's just funny to me because Nelska is just like I ha, I am the head honcho, even though it's obviously like Tandro.
0: <laughs> Great, but, and so they're basically just exploring around in this cave looking for the boss of the cave <laughs> to go
1: fight. <laughs> and it's a giant, and it's just a giant version of. The uh train and it's like a centipede or whatever, but it was it, it like I said it's a very it gives a very wholesome Saturday morning cartoon vibes,
0: correct? And then so the third dream we go into slash the only episode slash movie is when Goku's dream and he's actually having a dream about him talking to his father and about he was basically not basically he was telling his father that he became Fine. a Hashira,
1: yeah, and his his is more of a memory than a dream. You which know. lets you let's uh which is some insight, I guess, on basically how Rengoku's life plays out. Like, uh it's obviously that this is some that moment with his dad is something that sticks with him, I guess, within his like time as a uh as a Hashiro or the Demon Slayer Basically he knows that what he's doing is important and even though his father doesn't acknowledge. And Correct. in a way it's somewhat heartbreaking, but also in a way it just shows you just how like convicted Rengoku is to saving people and the things that he's doing.
0: Correct, because as he's you know, he's sitting down having a conversation with his father. You know, he's telling him, "Hey, Dad, I became a harsum just like you." And his dad's just like, you know, what is that supposed to mean? Why would I Boy. care about that? And he even Boy. goes to say that you're gonna, you you're just gonna get yourself killed anyway. So mm-hmm. why should I care? Um. Goku leaves there and ends up having a conversation with his little brother. Didn't know, we, he didn't know he had a little brother, of course, until then. He has a conversation with his little brother, telling him, you know, don't worry about what dad's saying. Still strive to be great, because even if he doesn't care, I care. So, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll think great of you if, if dad does not.
1: Basically, just basically Rengoku. trying
0: to pep up his little brother and make yeah. him, let him know that even though if his father won't be there for him, his big brother will. Yeah,
1: no, Goku is legit just saying, uh, fuck the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> in simplified terms forget uh forget your haters correct um so, while all this is happening basically oh, God, uh, before we get to Tan- yeah i was like before we get to Tanjiro's dream um while all this is happening if you've seen the movie you already know um there are kids working for the demon of this train who are going to be stabbing the basically the core of the person that the dream that they're in um so we get a little insight to that before we move on to Tanjiro's dream and basically Tanjiro is dreaming of his life, what his life would have been like if his family hadn't gotten brutally
0: well, well, well hold on, well before you get true. before you get to that, calm down, calm down. So um actually before we get to Tanjiro's dream um, as he was just saying there are demons inside of him working with the other demons, trying well, to that, get that, to the spiritual core. They're not. Demons. They, I th- they all look they're, like demons to me. They're children. They look <laughs> like demons. <laughs>
1: they're just children.
0: They look like demons. Okay, they,
1: they're tired kids. <laughs> let it be. <laughs> like, let it be known that Ace does not like tired children. <laughs> they
0: look like demons. Anyways, um, so they're they're trying to find the spiritual core, and there's this one girl. She's a demon, in my opinion. Who's inside of Rengoku's dream, um, and she actually got to his spiritual core, and it's just a, a field of flaming fire, and it looks like on top of bricks, I guess you could say stone, a stone floor, I'll, I'll call it that, a stone floor, um, just a field of a stone floor and nothing but flames everywhere, and she finds Rengoku's spiritual core with just this big, bright, red ball of energy. And before she goes to proceed and kill the spiritual core, ben Goku straight up snatches this girl, girl. up in mid dream, and, and when I tell proceeds he, to choke her out, <laughs> yes. Well now when we when you see the when you first see this scene in the movie, it's just like
1: God damn, <laughs> like yeah, that boy just, ruthless,
0: that boy ruthless. Yeah, because before that, the the um the the of uh, the up not the low upper moon the lower moon demon lower moon one he mentions that. You have to be careful not to touch the Demon Slayers while they're asleep because some of them are very perceptive. And it just goes to show you that she didn't touch him at all, but Rengoku is still very much perceptive of what's going on around him, even though she didn't end up touching him at all. And it just Yeah, it just goes to show you the next level awareness of a Hashira compared to a a regular Demon Slayer. She she no, she fucked she got the short end of the stick.
1: Yeah, Um, no. That the power differentials between the two (laughs) people are crazy. But um and with that in mind, uh, moving to Tandro's dream, um, basically we get to see what Tandro's life would have been like with if he if his family had not getting murdered. Correct. And this is probably like, I feel like uh, watching it again, you really get to reflect on just how much Tanjiro was not made to do what he's doing right now. Like he was legit happy with the life he, that he had. Before.
0: That he was. He was happy being. What was he doing? Um, Cole.
1: He was a Cole. Well, he was selling Cole for his family. Basically. Th- there you go. I was about to say. I wanted
0: to say it was Cole, but there you go. You confirmed him. So okay. yeah, he was. He was happy doing that. And you, as you all know, he just got sucked into this life by, you know, Chance. wrong place, wrong time. Basically, mm-hmm. I guess in his instance, right place, right time. But
1: I know um, it's I know it's wrong. I don't know in what world did your family get. <laughs> Oh, well, actually, mean, technically, he was... I guess he was in the right place not to get killed. Yeah, that's what i was saying, yeah. But, yeah, his family... No, nah, it... Yeah. <sighs> it's just... It, yeah, like I said before, uh Tanjiro's dream, is just a major reflection on, basically, what his life could have been like if not for him becoming a demon slayer, And it was mostly peaceful. And until, basically, Nezuko hops up out of her box and... Uh, <laughs> tries to wake him up tries to wake him up and then he starts to realize that everything is wrong well he had, it, he had suspicion before then but um, when Nezuko had basically hopped up out of a box to uh, wake him up he regained basically his uh, composure and was like I need to get out of here I am on a mission to save a, to save this train this train full of people from a demon and they try everything basically to stop him even throwing like non demon Nezuko in the dream to really mess him up, and yeah, uh it, it's just this uh, the this moment in the movie really hits hard because it's just like dang
0: yeah, because I mean he even goes as far as to say well, like he's he's like you know I know this is a dream but I wish I could stay here forever but you know he's just like I can't though I got to go back to the real world because even though you now my family is dead I still have Nezuko here and so i got to get back to her basically
1: yeah i and, I, start, I started i started the journey to basically try and help her and i got to finish it and then yeah. put, to put to put the end goal in his face like that crazy yeah. crazy if you've seen the movie you know how upset that man <laughs> later but
0: ooh correct and that so hit you, hard. then at the end of the episode the in the episode end the scenes um we see Tontro trying to wake himself up and he's basically going to commit suicide um, spoiler work it works <laughs> so i was about to say that didn't happen
1: in episode yet the the way it ended he, i uh, mean what well,
0: it, it, it ended with it because he they showed him they didn't show him slashing his neck but the like you heard the sound oh yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah no i forgot that's where it cut off i forgot i thought yeah. it cut off after him talking to himself in the lake no but yeah they may have, go past it i don't i, I don't know if they sh- showed that no, you're, no you're right. I remember now. It, uh, it, now it I'm talking it. about the
0: lake scene. I I can't remember if they showed that. Oh night. yeah, no they did. It was in they this did. episode. Okay. That's why I thought it ended there. No. But it, yeah, it it, it it yeah, it ended with him slashing his not it? Yeah. And so, um yeah, I say you know, he wakes up after that and crazy he finds conviction out that. that. <laughs> the way to wake up from the dream is to actually, you know, commit suicide or just kill yourself. You know, kind of like how when you're when you're actually asleep and in a dream, yeah. dream, dream and dream. somehow you die in your dream and you just wake up. And so it's basically the same principle. Mm-hmm. And um, so, with that being said, what, 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 <laughs> which,
1: <laughs> what would you rate these scenes of the movie, MacNeil? What would I, would I rate these scenes of the movie? <laughs> the same thing? Uh, you know, it's crazy. Okay, I guess if I break down the movie into parts, I can't. This is weird, because you're asking me to rate the movie broken down into parts. And I know at the end, this movie is like a high 9 or a 10. But right now...
0: We talking about right now, as now, of this moment.
1: I uh, movie train the I movie half?
0: episode three.
1: Seven and a half.
0: Seven and a half.
1: Yeah, I I'm, I want to give it an eight, but I feel like it's. No, I mean, I, I can
0: see, I can see it being a strong eight because just like you know, you mentioned before how this really showed how you know Tundra really wasn't built for this life, as well as how he, like you know, I mentioned earlier that he really wanted to stay there, but he can't stay there because he still has to. Live for the people that are still alive, mm-hmm. and also just shows you know how much he actually does still miss. We know we know he misses his family, but you know you get to see that again, just yeah, how much he yeah. misses his family. And so, I mean, I can see it being a strong eight, but I mean, I don't know. I'll give it anywhere from a seven to an eight. I don't really that's that's my range seven seven to an eight.
1: Yeah, it's somewhere, guys. I'm sorry that this is probably like it's really hard to break the movie up into parts, but. If I had to rank this section, it'd be a 7.5 to an 8, because the, it gives you a lot of insight, I think, on the characters that you probably necessarily wouldn't have otherwise, maybe. Like, these are things you can definitely guess about them, stuff like that, but I, I think overall what it provides for Goku and Tanjiro's story specifically is a lot of weight and depth, so with that in mind, i probably have to give it like a strong 7.5 to an 8.
0: Correct. Alrighty. Well, what? with that one out the way, we're gonna move on to Mushoku Tensei now, episode fifteen. Welcome back. And no, I'm sorry. Scratch that. I, I apologize. E- eighty six, episode fifteen. Oh welcome yeah, no, eighty six. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'll let Jay start us off with this one. I'm sorry, McMillian start us off with this one.
1: <laughs> uh. So eighty six episode fifteen. Um, in this episode basically the gang gets back together. Shin and all his group come back after working separately within the uh GI Federacy. And they're basically uh comparing with their commander that they that we got to meet like two episodes back um and giving notes on basically how the new uh are what they called Ryan House. I think. Uh, the, the, their new mechs work. Reagan um, Lisa or something Reagan like leave, Yeah, something like that. Um, how the new mechs work, and we get to see Shin in a... Well, he's always been in the commander type role, but we actually get to see him interact with other military types besides just the 86 himself. And it's pretty interesting, but the bulk of this episode really starts to shine when we get a glimpse of Frederica's past. And um, Frederica basically goes into the explanation of her lineage and exactly what all started the war with it with the legion and it it's heavy (laughs) yeah it's like her parents basically like were attacking the smaller nations surrounding her and the people finally got fed up about it and basically decided to bring it to their door and so they ran uh away and use the legion soldiers as well as their normal guard to try and fight off the jihad uh, rebellion. And unfortunately, they well, fortunately, the Frederica's parents, I guess, met a timely end from the Frenchy. And luckily, Ernst, good old Ernst, <laughs>
0: you doubted um, my boy.
1: I did, I did. I, I let it be known, Ernst might just be a good dude. This just might just be a good dude. Um, ends up saving. Uh, Frederica by showing her like bl- uh, she explains that she he showed her like bloody uh, imperial show, mantle like, imperial mantle to the crowd, but this is what led to Kyria her basically knights the one person she begged Shin to bring uh, to lay the rest, um, giving up and seeming to have been killed by the Legion. Uh, the explanation yeah. she gives is somewhat like the Legion are do- weren't designed to work with humans. And it seemed like when Kyria found out that Frederica had perished, quote unquote, he had decided to, I guess, do suicide by Legion or something of that nature. And this is where we now find ourselves where Frederica is explaining to Shin that he reminds her of Kyria in the way that Shin seems to only focus solely on destroying Legion. And Kira when she was uh when he was protecting her only focused on killing other people in service to protecting her and it ended up losing himself and she worries basically she tells Shin that she worries that you might become the same way
0: correct and so yeah with that whole explanation i think it pretty much confirmed what we were saying in the last episode that Frigga is probably the um instead of the queen i guess more like the princess of the old giot yeah um, i figured nation.
1: yeah i figured that when she was like i started the war i i I I knew that was just, like, some type of way to get... I don't know if she felt like she was responsible. She obviously felt responsible for curious, the whole Correct. deal. But I was like... I, I felt like she did that just to give them a reason to, like... I don't know, to kind of get back out there. Or, like, I'm the... Or, like, be mad at me, not at everything else. Like, you guys actually don't have to come back. But it this is... The implications... <laughs> <laughs> of all of this is just insane.
0: Correct. So yeah, um, yeah. She, so she's basically the princess now and on top of that, so yes, you know, as McMillian mentioned earlier, Giyad, for whatever reason, they decided to create the Legion to attack their neighbors. Um, We still don't know what their reason is just yet, but I guess they feel like, I mean, sometimes I'm worried, you know, people really don't have reasons. Sometimes they just feel like they just... I mean, they
1: probably felt, in, the way I... Stuff. The way I understood it is that it seemed like the Jihad royal family felt entitled to, I guess, their neighbor's land and portion. So they went, they wanted to conquer it and they sent out their experimental force, the Legion, to do, to gain, do that. And, and, but uh, until the people of Jihad had decided to, that enough was enough. Correct. And they and, started a rebellion. Oh yeah.
0: And now here we are 10 years later, still fighting the Legion. Um, <laughs> which is wild because this, of one family this 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 autonomous ai has been out here just causing havoc for an entire decade it's just crazy to think about because you no know, this we didn't know how long they've been fighting the legion until this episode and so just to you no, know, really finally know that it's been a whole decade at least i'm not sure they mentioned how long they I think fighting it was i mean i think
1: it, it sounded like that i mean because
0: I'm saying because I'm, I'm not sure if they mentioned it earlier in season one. They may have mentioned it sometime during season one. I mean, I think you I could I just have, can't
1: remember. I don't know. If they, I, I doubt. I don't think they mentioned it. We might have to go back and look. But um, you could have probably assumed that considering Shin's older brother had to fight in this war. And then so did he. Correct. And, the, and also, it's like these kids kind of grew up as Fighting. child soldiers, you know? Yeah. So. The entire time. It's obviously been going on for a while. Yeah, but it's yeah, just, you just crazy got
0: confirmation that it's been a decade.
1: It's just crazy thing that the military that the war effort is so bad that two countries are out here fighting the same enemy and neither of them have collided yet.
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, and then on top of that, another major point about this episode is that the Legion are preparing a massive scale attack on Giyad. The boys, the boys coming. <laughs> the boys are coming. coming, and Shen knows they're coming along this whole time because, you know, Shen has the special connection with the Legion. It's the same you know, same thing from Season yeah, 1, yeah, how he always it. knew when the Legion were on the way, and he tried to warn the Giyad, but of course, they didn't believe him because they thought that their intelligence and their scouting was good enough that they know how many Legion were on the way. Which I guess on in their defense that well, you know they was actually doing the proper work in their yeah
1: unlike the uh fed unless uh, unlike the uh, the Republican, republic the who republic just, who didn't really care yeah they were just like oh this war is gonna end because the legion are eventually gonna are gonna shut die down yeah, yeah. Or that's what they, that's what they believed
0: basically but as if you watch season one you will know that the legion will not be shutting down anytime any <laughs> time
1: nope not at all. It not um,
0: be said down anytime so So yes, the, and it's um, a it's um. interesting
1: that you brought that up because uh, Raiden, uh, one of the other eighty six on Shin's group, was just like when he mentioned when he said he tried to warn them of like his ability basically to hear the Legion. He was like, "Hey, bro, they're not as the the the, the GI Federacy, While they like to claim that they are better than the Republic, they're just evil in different ways." And he was Correct. like, "You might want to be careful about bringing it up to people because they put you they put you back in the lab real quick." Real quick, real quick.
0: Which I I wouldn't doubt it because I mean these these this, is, this is the same you know country that made the legion as well.
1: So, mm-hmm. and, I mean, also they show uh, they show on the surface like they are concerned about them, but in reality, I think they know that they are uh that they're still using these children as weapons, and that I don't think they really lose that much sleep over it either.
0: Well, s- so some of the, some they- of the
1: people, some of the people close to them, like. Their commander, I think, actually does care.
0: Correct. But like
1: the upper echelon, they—I feel like they're just acting. Because at I the mean, end well, of the day, they know they need.
0: Even you know. in that sense, they until the next episode, which we're going to get into, they haven't really been in. They haven't been they've, been. they've been in battle, but they haven't been, I guess, on the front lines as much. Because in this episode, Frederica also mentioned how they have basically just become lackeys for the uh, the the military, not the general. The military. How they just became lackeys for the military. Yeah, because
1: they've been spread out. And because I, I imagine, I think the original plan for them was to be the elite like squadron, correct? Uh, to fight the legion on the front lines, but they hadn't. But in this episode, they do go back to like their main base, and they all come is, back together. Yeah, which is at the like forefront. Um. But yeah, that's. Uh, do you have any more to say for episode? Uh, episode fifteen. Episode fifteen. Think
0: we touched up on everything like, cuz you took you already took we already touched upon Friedrich and Korea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so yeah, no I think that's everything. Okay. 15. So what would you rate this episode? Man? Um
1: I this was a pretty big episode. I have to give this probably a strong 8 because the fact that we learned about the beginning what started the whole war that we're currently in now and how it has affected uh the protagonist, the old the the past of our protagonists, as well as like the current state that we're currently in, as well as like Frederica, how like that all goes together, was super insightful and really spells out just like how dangerous these uh, the the Legion's autonomous AI is. It's they have a lot they need to do if they ever expect to get out of this war.
0: Correct. Um, no, I, I would agree with you, but I think I'll just. I think I'll just stick with a seven um it was nice actually getting confirmation on Frederica's past and also confirmation on how long they've actually been fighting the Legion because I think that you know that right there is important that little aspect is important as well, as well as for the fact that we finally get to see the group back together now mm-hmm. um has been I think they say like maybe like a few months or something or a month or two since they've actually seen each other, so it's just nice to see them all back together in the same scene oh and yeah stuff that like was that.
1: yeah, that was really nice. That was yeah really
0: nice. it was always nice to see the group together you know so yeah i'll just give this
1: i'll yeah i'll stay
0: with it ah, i'll stick with a seven on this episode yeah. so um moving on from that we're gonna because like we said this is a double up we're gonna move on to episode 16 of 86 even so and with this episode is basically just the legion are going on a massive dang. scale
1: attack they, uh, I mean, I, like I said, we're not here to, su- we're not here to do a synopsis, but they popped off. They- Every, <laughs> everything popped off this episode. Uh, this, yeah, I guess before we even go even deeper into it, this probably
0: has to be the best episode of the season so far. Yeah, we, they- I mean,
1: we, we can't give our scores right now yet because we got to discuss it. But Cric. my God, y'all, if you are not, if y'all are somehow watching this podcast and not watching 86, shame on you. <laughs>
0: So I'm going to start, yeah, I guess I'll start off with my first point is they, in this episode, we got confirmation of the other, of some other countries that are in this world. Um, so they named four. So apparently there's only four countries in this world. So I'm just going ahead and name them all real quick. The Giot Fantasy, which is in the east. The United Kingdom of Roa Gracia, which is a new kingdom we just learned about, which is in the north. The Alliance of the Wald, which is another new place we just learned about, which is in the south. And then the last one, which we already know about, the Republic of San San Magnolia, America. which is in the west.
1: Yeah, and, um, and the way this starts off is basically a legion. and They're like, "Hey, grand scale attack! Go kill everybody! Go kill everybody!" But now, granted, um, and this is a good thing. Uh, we'll probably get more into this later. But like, we don't get to see uh, the Kingdom of Royal Garcia. Although, sorry, Gracia and the Alliance of Wald at all in this Not fight. So that I, I'm wondering if at any point 86 will ever touch on these two other countries i mean but
0: to be to be white honest with you those two countries probably fail at least one of the other two
1: probably we i mean we'll get to it but yeah i was thinking the same thing r.i.p to them because look the um the gi federacy we'll go to that fight because it's a okay. different thing. G- the Jihad G- Federacy, only reason they even had a chance was because Shin warned them early in probably the most ridiculous way. He walked into the head of the military's office and pointed a gun and was like, get deploy everybody right now.
0: This instance, this instance, like, I, I, I did not. I'm glad you brought that up, because I did not expect Shen to pop off like that, because he, he, the episode starts off with Shen going to wake up Raiden, and once he's doing that, I was like, okay, it's go time to lead you on the way, because you know, he already knows what's going down. He wakes up Raiden, Raiden's like, you know, what you gonna do? He was like, this ain't the time for you know 2nd guesses ourselves, I'm gonna go wake up the military. Cuts to the next scene, as McMillian just said, dude pointed the gun at one of the head honcho's face, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, th- and- I g- and, That'll work. And,
1: and if I'm not mistaken, in the episode somebody was like, this better not be a drill because they will kill him if this is a drill. Y'all,
0: y'all for y'all's sake y'all should have hoped it was a drill. A yeah, drill. Man.
1: Oh my god, based on what happened in this episode they should have wished it was a drill. Because the Legion, a drill. the Legion the almost took out the whole fighting force of the G.I.F.S. If it Correct. was not for Shin and his group, the elite the, like the they said, elite.
0: the elite they would have lost. They would have lost. If, they, if I, the 86 were not here, the Gia Federacy goes down this
1: episode. So, And when I tell you the shin and his root popped off, popped they, off. it was insane. I, the, so, but, the, the level of maneuverability in play, perfect.
0: Is as well as the scale of the Legion is probably even more oh, yeah, or on no, par to what was at the um the, the, final, the climax for last season. Is it?
1: Yeah, so, no, I I'd almost say it was I, I feel like it was so much more like the the way they illustrate it too, and this is another thing I like about 86, is that they when the Legion show up, they do not play with the fact that they are not a that what that they are a threat. They clearly illustrate it. Because <laughs> the way they showed it in the show is that the people the, the first people who see it are these GI Federation soldiers. And they're looking Correct. over the horizon of this hill and then all you see is just... Uh, you don't even see them at first. You just see the shimmer of their bodies and it's all... But it just looks like the, the, uh, the hill that they're looking at has been swallowed by like mirrors or something.
0: Correct. The clip should be up on screen
1: now. Yeah, it is insane. And they... And the only reason they had a fighting chance was because Shit of what Shen did and the fact that his group was there to fight off majority of them.
0: Correct. So like in, you know, early 86 fashion, the 86 are ready before everybody else is ready to go. Just like how it was, you know, back in season one, you kind of got to see like the similar scenes between Lena and their new Lena and how um, Shen interacted with this new officer as well. You no, know, she's like you know how are you guys ready so fast, which is one of the questions <laughs> that Lena first yeah, asked them yeah. when she when they went in entrance. She's just like you know how are you guys ready so fast. And he's usually just like don't worry about that. We're ready to go whenever you're ready. And so it was just nice to see those similarities and that that, that scene also reminded me, of, like I said, one of the earliest scenes in season one with the, um Shane and Lena. So that was nice. But um yeah, so the eighty six pull up and they just start decimating
1: everybody. Yeah, the only. And the only thing we only break we get from the action, such good animated action as well, was when Frederica uh we get to see more of Frederica's power, and it seems like either it has evolved or there's more to it than we originally believed, because Correct. she's able to look on the battlefield of Shin while he's fighting, because she's connecting she's trying to connect him to warn him possibly that Kyria might be on the battlefield or some involved in this battle in some way, shape or form. But she gets to see a clip. Or scenes of Shen fighting, and she starts to get worried because Shen seems to be becoming slowly or might already be the type of beast that Kyria became at the end of the uh, Jihad, uh, the fall of the Jihad Empire.
0: Correct. Um, another little scene that they also showed during that same time as McMillie was mentioned when, when Frederica was trying to warn Shen, it almost seemed like how, like, when sometimes when the when the Legion actually captures people and that they become part of the Legion. It, um, they showed a scene where it's like almost showed it, like where she was actually caught with the Legion. I don't think that's the case, but that's just how they, like, they made it seem though, which was yeah, pretty and interesting. The,
1: and well, we'll get to that later, but it's um, the end credits of the show basically kind of somewhat explain, I think that, but um, yeah, no, but the, uh, basically you know, the 86 basically kind of sweep the Legion. Um, it was a hard-fought battle, but they ended up coming out on top, and Frederica is able to meet them after the fi- fighting done, and she tells Shin what basically a fool he is, because he almost died basically, because he ended up getting hit by, like, a Legion tra- uh some like, I think it was either a bullet or a shrapnel or something. They ended, ended up going through his suit and almost legit, like, hitting his eye. Luckily, he was able to Avoid it just narrowly and end off the Legion. And Frederick is like, you are putting yourself. You are becoming a monster, and you need to be careful. Correct. Um, from there, though, we then cut to our second home, our first love, the Republic of San Magnolia, and they are about to get wiped out. Basically, is what it the shit like. we thought was going to happen in season one—it's it happening it has come, now. And Lena has a confrontation with her uncle. Um, basically, and she decides to boss up and like and tell and basically her plan is to bring all the six back to the inner walls of St. Magnolia to prepare for an all out all- all- uh last effort. Yeah. Uh, to protect it. And they have like a whole basically like conversation of what that could look like because. The eighty six, As you know, the 86 were in, are basically slaves to St. Magnolia. And Lena's uncle basically asked her, what do you think will truly come of this? Do you think they'll actually protect us? Do you think they won't turn on us? Do you think that, uh, do you think that it's just going to go your way, like your dream is just going to happen? And Lena, being the stubborn person that she is, being the person who believes in the good of the 86, is like, look, regardless of anything, we need to fight to survive. Whatever comes after, what we will deal with after.
0: Correct. I mean, th- even just that scene alone just goes to show you how arrogant the people of the Republic are, or can be sometimes, because her uncle even goes as far as to say is, don't bring in the 86 into, you no know, the dictionaries. We'd rather die than have the
1: 86 protect us. I mean, and it, it basically kind of makes sense. I mean, it makes sense that he would say that because, even because he's one of the, like he's Even though he is a a member of St. Magnolia and he's like one of like the upper echelon people, he is also like a realist. And the fact that he was willing to be like, look, we're dumb. (laughs) We are are stupid. And what you're doing, no one's going to accept. So you might as well not do it at all. But the fact that Lena is being strong in her ways and knowing that the 86 would probably want to fight, even though they're basically enslaved by this place, this is still their home. And they would want to fight Correct.
0: for it. I mean, and then on top of that, why would we just not even try? Why would we just lay down? We've been fighting the Legion this entire time, and they they're finally at our doorstep, and we're just supposed to lay down?
1: I mean, like, to be fair, the, they've been laying down off the whole time, technically. Be, be that as it may,
0: <laughs> <laughs> be that as it may, I'm not going to just sit here and give up. Though. I'm 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 with Lena. I'm not just going to sit here and give up. If I'm gonna die, I'm I'm a die fighting.
1: Gonna go you know, you know what I'm saying?
0: I'm not just gonna sit here and wait for these men, the Legion just to run, ransack our city and just, which is probably gonna happen anyways. But I'm just gonna sit here and just watch it happen though.
1: Yeah, no, they, I, I they definitely should have went out of a fight. Granted, they've been lying to their country the whole time about them not fighting, but yeah, but I
0: mean, what, what it looks like they're for the first time ever, they actually... Oh, yeah that, they're actually
1: telling, yeah, that they're telling the truth, because that little scene, but they seem to... Well, they, not necessarily the
0: telling the truth, but just that they're actually gonna fight this time, because, you know, they made that whole, and they're gonna make that whole announcement on the intercoms and stuff like that, and then, as far as her, you actually see her uncle actually preparing for battle, and, you know, yeah. he's actually gonna, you know, finna go out
1: there. Yeah, no, and uh... So, yeah, uh, I mean, some people in the Republic actually seem to be taking it seriously. They're still, obviously, the people we see every time Lena goes into work. Just faffing about, but for once, it seems like that the republic uh, that the Republic of San Magnolia is actually putting their nose to the grindstone and actually trying to participate in the war effort. And we get probably one of the coolest endings to this episode is when she is when Lena goes in and connects to all of the eighty six at once. At once, and it's like it's go time. The <laughs> chills. I felt. Ah such such an amazing episode. That um, shit was that
0: shit was fire. Yeah.
1: And, it, it,
0: as well as for those who you don't know, um using the, the things they're called the parade is dangerous already by themselves, but connecting to multiple people at once is even more dangerous. And just the fact that she, as McMillan says, she connected to all 86 at once. It was just it was ridiculous. It
1: was just like wow. Yeah, and you actually could see and, and that's uh what leads to the scene that described where basically she uh oh she uh where you get to see other people of the republic actually like start to pay attention more to like this war effort that we need to do this to survive um with that all said we probably get also one of the most dire in uh after credits of this episode where frederica and the uh and the shins group yeah. of the eighty six. Uh, and Giad are sitting down discussing basically the fought, the battle they just fought. And that Frederica is like, Kiria, I felt like Kyrie was supposed to be there. I'm not sure why. And then right before the episode ends, she gets a glimpse. She feels his presence. And it seems like a bomb or something has gone off. And all the last thing we get to see is Shin trying and like, cover her for protection. And then everything goes white.
0: Correct. Now, that end credit scene was wild because I, mean, I didn't it, it almost it was almost like a little jump scare it got me it got me a little bit um but it was the same type of scene is where you basically the little blue and red screen where we saw Shin's brother it was that mm-hmm. exact same like type of scene but I'm, I'm assuming the guy this time instead of instead of Shin's brother it was Kyria that they showed mm-hmm. this time Just for
1: fl- like a split second and then that's when like she yelled frederica like yelled out and then the room started going white and like the last thing you see is like shin try to cover her uh to protect her and okay I and, and with that being said i'm gonna just go straight into my rating this is a hard nine i i, I almost want to give it a ten Honestly, you know what? it's a ten. It's it is a 10. He, he it, I, I couldn't even do the, the first
0: 10 the first 10 the girl Otaku Council podcast.
1: I can't even 86 think
0: 86 episode 16 everybody.
1: <laughs> I can't even think of one reason why I probably shouldn't be. It if you if someone told me they watched 86 and they did not like it, they obviously did not make it to this episode. Obviously did. Because this is probably the culmination of everything season 1 was like trying to build up to telling you how dangerous the legion are, how much of them there are, and the downfall, and it will be Sand Magnolia's downfall if they not take it seriously. And we got to see a glimpse of basically what that was. This episode, um we really got to see uh the characteristic of what a child, how 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 the war has affected Shin and his group in the terms of them being raised in it. Because all of them, all, while Frederick was saying Shin is a monster, all of them. All of them are monsters. All of them were enjoying the fight. All of them felt at home in it. And while it looked cool, if you were like, just top tech, take a second to look back at it, all of them are probably damaged from this. But right. you got to see every, like the action, from the action to the sound designs down to like the characters, everything was on point this episode. I really yeah. can't give it anything less than a 10. No, Giving I, it a I, nine I... almost felt disrespectful.
0: Oh, I would, <laughs> I, I would have to agree. We're just gonna hit make you no know, make it official. Give it a ten as well. Um, everything so far this season, there was not as much action. Um, but somehow, all in one episode, they they managed to not put probably the best action scenes we've seen so far in '86, but also just the stakes behind it and the er, the urgency of the episode built up. It, this episode built up so much. We got the confirmation of the other, the other nations that are here in this world. We got to see our boys, the 86, back in action. The Elite, they back in action. You know, popping off and stuff. With some of the best animation we've probably seen so far in 86. Like, the animation along with, I'm pretty sure this was CGI as well, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Possibly. Um, if it did, it looked amazing. I correct.
0: Couldn't tell no, Yeah, no, it looked, it may, I, don't quote me on this, it may or may not be CGI. But um. But anyways, the the animation just itself. This episode was just just top just top notch. the The, the animation is always good in, in eighty six, regardless. But this is like you can tell they put the fine details into this episode, which is just beautiful. And then on top of that, just the ending of this episode as well. We go from the attack at Giyad to the attack on the Republic now, and like it was saying that just that deep conversation between Lena and her uncle. And how her uncle thinks that we shouldn't even bring in the 86, just we'd rather die than let the 86 come protect us. We're just going to, why Why should the 86 protect all these citizens who don't give a crap about them and stuff like that? Like that whole conversation was powerful. And then just the ending cut scene was, came out of nowhere. Did From this episode to be to go from the beginning to end like this, it was just perfectly done. Then they even let us on another cliffhanger that came out of nowhere. 10 out of 10.
1: Oh. Uh, excuse me. But I there's nothing more we can say. Honestly, <laughs> go I hope that At y'all this watch point, this episode.
0: If you have not seen 86, I don't know what you were doing. Go this watch this
1: But thank you for watching. But yes, go watch 86. <laughs> go watch 86. Go watch 86. Come back and then like this video. <laughs> <laughs> um All with right. that said, uh, we're gonna go into Mushoku. And uh, we're gonna start off with the uh, for the fifteenth episode, uh, slow life in Doldia Village. Um, just like a brief, just a brief synopsis, basically. Uh, you know, in the last episode, Rudy and them saved Doldia Village, and basically we kind of get to see what their daily life is while in it. And we finally get to find out. We finally get some information on our old swordmaster Gilain. We find out that she came from this village and that the uh Beastman trapped Rudy actually is Ghislaine's brother, and we get to see the ramifications of him realizing that his sister actually, while he knew her, might have been a like uh slacker has really made a name for herself, and he gets to see the ramifications of that while also we get to see Eris mature this episode and the fact that she had uh, took upon a sword student. And it was a lot of uh, character growth, I think, specifically for Eris' episode. It was a lot, mostly a focus on her. Um, with that said, though, it, it was a very interesting episode because we actually get to see uh, how Beastman life works. So we get to see how Gazan uh, got picked up by the sword god himself. Um, like, the origins of that. And as well as how uh, Eris grew as a person she took on um basically Gislaine's lane's niece as a student and it's probably some of the funniest stuff because eris is beating up probably this like little girl that was half her size i don't understand it <laughs> so
0: yeah um episode 15 was not you know much going on in this episode? But we do you know as Millie said we do get to learn more about Gizlane's past, which was an, an an unexpected little surprise right there. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as you found out the reason why they're still in this village. Because I was wondering why they're still in oh the yeah the rainy the beach season village yeah and so yeah the rainy season. So apparently I don't know if it's just their village or maybe the area that they live in as well. They go through a rainy season where apparently it rains for three months straight. And that's the reason why they were stuck there. And you, you may be thinking, well, if it's just raining, why can't they go? Well, the reason why they're stuck there is because the beast people, like they live in trees, and the rain is raining so much that the tree that the water is actually you know rising up very high amongst the tree lines and yeah, stuff think, like
1: that. Uh, for a visual, think like a great lake. Basically, it rose a lot, and they were basically stuck there because they couldn't basically travel. Obviously, with that, and then two. Uh, Ruggier was helping the uh, these people survive the rainy season. He was like helping I guess them configure their village to so Correct. more people so that they wouldn't have any more casualties the next time this came around. Yeah,
0: so apparently um whenever this does happen, they they tend to have maybe a few casualties, but as McMillan was just saying, thanks to the help of Rougier, they didn't have any casualties this rainy season, which was, you know, another good thing. So there was another good deed done by the suburbs. Well, the superb. Which is Ruggier, so no, just to help get his name out more, I'm not sure how if the beast people will actually go and spread his name and goodwill and stuff, considering that they're probably, you know they're, probably. They're beast people I mean they might, but they they probably don't really leave their village that much, yeah though. true
1: true, but I, I think this will definitely help later on with uh you know Rudy's goal of sort uh bringing the reputations for back to being like good people, correct, um, but like I said. Mostly, most of this episode focused on Eris and her dealing, her training a student uh, under uh, in the way of the sword, and we actually get to see a lot of her, uh, her her character growth of how she's been affected with Rudy being in her life. She actually was very patient and uh, nurturing, even though it was Eris' version of nurturing, <laughs> which involved a lot of uh, a lot of fighting. But it was nice to see. Um, Eris kind of take on a more paternal role in a way that like had a lot of responsibility because as you know, Eris is usually the spoiled brat of like Mushoku. but in this episode, she actually gets to show how she has grown. Correct. So yeah,
0: um, we even I guess another good thing that also happened this episode is that by um Rudy Rudy's group being there, they kind of also clear Ghislaine's name at the same time, um, mm-hmm. uh, because. From their perspective, Ghislaine abandoned the village, basically, and they she left her duties of guarding the sacred beasts, and she was basically an outcast. And they also thought she was dead at the same time. They didn't know she was
1: still alive
0: until Rudy confirmed it for them.
1: Yeah, so that and, was... But, yeah. uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, so yeah, that was nice, this episode. We actually got to see uh, Ghislaine's name restored to what within it... Her uh, be, yeah, within her home village. Yeah, within her own village
0: correct so yeah that was good and so they you know they're gonna welcome if Gizlane does ever decide to come back home one day she was she'll be welcomed back with open arms now as well as rudy's um group will always be welcomed in their village sit per the elder words and mm-hmm. yeah and the only other major thing that we got in this episode was the uh the reveal of the seven powers in this world
1: oh well, there's one one before ace starts on that there is one thing very minor, but it, ha- it might have b- bigger implications for the series um, that at one point in the episode, Rudy gets an explanation on what the sacred that the sacred beast only appears um, when the world needs a great hero. And that eventually these uh, the, the sacred beast will travel to uh, to leave, will leave the village to travel with the great hero you to help what? save the world. That could. Um,
0: I'm glad you, you 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 caught you caught me. I'm glad because that that is. A yeah, because the thing is, what, point.
1: what what I think, probably not yet, because I don't. It's obviously that the fact that it exists means that something is happening within, Machucaulter's world that will cause probably some great calamity, Correct. but it hasn't happened yet. But I'm thinking that later on, do just because of how close the sacred beast and Rudy seem to have gotten, that Rudy Correct. possibly might be. In some way, shape, or form, either that hero or related to the hero that might come later on.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Just, I, Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the sacred beast again.
1: Yeah, it just things have not gotten as bad yet to where the sacred beast needs to lead. Correct. So, yeah, but uh, to talk about the seven powers, uh, I'll let Ace do it.
0: Correct. So yes, um, also, so towards the end of this episode, we got a <laughs> brief mention of the seven great powers that are within the word of Musuko Tensei. And I just go through the seven real quick. So we have the Technique God, the Dragon God, the Fighting God, the Demon God, the Death God, the Sword God, and the North God. And so, um, for mo- for those of you who don't know, they basically the way that Tensei, Mushoku Tensei Tensei handles their power scaling is uh, I can't they they, they rank they they have a ranking system by names, and God is basically the final title that you get um Mm -hmm. and as you all know there can only be one god per um fighting style or whatnot at a time and so that's why there's only seven of them and Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: yeah but it it seems like we're going to get some really strong people coming later because as we know his lane's master was the sword god we don't know if he's still active or not but that's the only one we know that we have reference to uh there are some that they might have shown us already like alex uh well i'm sorry ace has a theory that the dragon... We've seen the dragon god from the end of season one, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. But it has not pretty,
0: been confirmed yet. But, but,
1: I mean, who else would it be if that a dude who legit was raised... Who seems to have appeared and fought dragons?
0: The scene is legit this old guy we've never seen before just walking in these high mountains with dragons flying around him. If that's not the dragon god, I don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but... um. I guess before we move on to the next episode, uh to rate it, I would have to give this episode like a seven. Solid seven. Which uh, is a nice I, can't, I, I can't give it a seven. I gotta go at least a six. Six. A six. Okay. okay. I mean, that's fine. I for me it was a, it was definitely a slower episode, but the stuff within it I think helps build Mishukos world out more. And that's I probably mean, what I appreciate about it most. Mm, I'll okay, I'll give you, you considering that.
0: It. You consider, I I I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I mean they as far as the only really them know, the major world betting, hints that they dropped was the seven great powers and the fact that the the sacred beast is here to one day go travel with the hero. Um so I'll give you that, but I mean i am staying with the six. That's
1: fine. But That's I can fine. see we why don't, we don't gotta agree. Give, I see why you would get a give this, it a seven though. This is your purpose of this package, <laughs> different views. <laughs> um now, for the really good stuff. So, episode sixteen of Mush- of mushoku, called is titled "Family Squabble," and in this episode, oh, <laughs> we basically get the title. Uh, Paul is back, everybody. Paul, Paul has returned, or should I say, Rudy has returned? Technically, because Rudy left, but we finally get to see Paul and Rudy um, reenact and what should have been a beautiful reunion. <laughs> A father and son. Correct. It became a battle.
0: <laughs> Correct, but before I, you, I'll let you go deep into the the family struggle. Please. So you you, you may be wondering how is Paul back? Well, at the end of the other episode, which I, I guess I've got to mention, um, Rudy and his group was heading on to the next town over, which is Millis. It's is a Millis kingdom, he? I think. Millis. I was just trying to see that's how you pronounce it. They was heading to the the capital of Millis which is um the kingdom of millis as McMillian just said. And so with that with their arrival to this place, they are now back in human territory. Yay. <laughs> After the long journey, they're finally back in human territory. And so with that being said, I'll let McMillian continue now.
1: Yeah, so they're back in the Holy Millis continent. Uh like I said, I'm not gonna uh, just a brief thing of to how we got to see Paul. Rudy's, and uh, they all take it off, Dave. Rudy uh, sees these people kidnapping a child, and he decides, you know, we're we're heroes. Now we're trying to re- uh, restore the super race home. He's going to go take it upon himself to save this child. Um, turns out the people who kidnapped this child was Paul's group. They were trying to actually save him because he was originally a member... Well, he was a child from the village in which Rudy grew up who got displaced by the mana Disaster. Um... This led to Rudy and Paul basically reconnecting, and they decide to go to a pub, and basically Rudy explains all his whole journey, and Paul, surprisingly, is super upset at Rudy. He feels like Rudy was not taking anything seriously, that he was just out gallivanting the countryside with Eris and Rugid and having fun while he was out here searching for other people uh, who got displaced by the man disaster, and Rudy was like, well, I had no idea that more than just myself and Eris got displaced i didn't know anything why are you being an asshole to me basically and they started to get into a fight and rudy legit lays one on his dad I, the last time we saw rudy and his dad fight he lost but this time rudy legit lays into paul which leads to rudy finding out that his sister norn um was still with paul and they unfortunately have probably the worst introduction a brother and sister should <laughs> ever have with each other it is it, it. it's sad to say the least
0: yeah like, so basically at the at the point when norm walks in rudy is on top of his dad just punching him and norm just walks in and pushes rudy over says get off my dad. daddy
1: <laughs> y'all i was ready to cry <laughs> I, that is probably the worst way to meet a younger sibling and when, well, I mean, technically he knew her before, but like, this is actually her when she's cognizant and can speak and memor and remember things. This is probably like the worst, one of the worst memories she's ever going to have. And it's caused by her early brother as the yeah, same. But after the fight and after that, Rudy actually tries to leave the pub and his dad basically explains that the reason the reason he was upset with him in the first place is that I le- that he left a message. The message he left in episode one was in Xanth was in uh wait on, yeah zant port and zant was the port that they landed in when rudy got kidnapped uh by the beast men and so they never went inside the guild but if they had they would have saw that paul's they would have saw paul's message and rudy would have learned that his mother his other that his basically the people from his village had gotten displaced by the mom disaster and that his mom and his other little sister as well as their maid uh also, we're missing, and Rudy feels terrible.
0: at this point. Yeah, you no. Know, with that being said, that also touches up on another point we made in the last episode. Is, um, you know, the point of the blast. You know, I was, I was, I was talking about how I hope whoever did this, mono, this, this displacement, did do all this just to attack Paul's family. But from this episode, it seems that that was not the case. Maybe Cause Not fully, it, it, cause it, yeah, not, more not fully. It. Because it, it actually hit their entire village. Mm-hmm. And so everybody and, from the village has gone missing. Paul even describes that, you know, people have been waking up in strange places that they never knew about. And some people were actually enslaved, which yeah. is why they was actually helping out that boy that Rudy thought was being kidnapped. But they was actually saving him from wherever he was enslaved at, mm-hmm. which is crazy to even think about.
1: I Look, Mushoku's world building is amazing. And this episode really solidified it for me. but. I mean, besides that, Rudy, uh, like I said, Rudy from this encounter basically disheartened and he returns back to uh the part uh, his the place that they're saying the end and he's you see him trying to convince himself that, you know, okay, I understand now why my father's upset with me, but you know, we can regroup, we can talk, we can fix our relationship, and he's trying to convince himself of all of this basically. And eventually it sets in that this might not be fixable. And he's gets really depressed by this right um Rugid and Eris return from basically their day out, and their uh Eris is basically ecstatic because she's uh seems to have done pretty well for whatever she was trying to do until Goblin she gets Slain. back yeah, and yeah, gotdam saying until she gets back uh to the to the room and she sees Rudy all upset and she tries to consult him the best way she knew how which was turning in her dad his dad it was somewhat funny, but We actually got to see, like, Eris uh, take time to consider the fact that... Well, Rujit points it out, but she took the time to consider that maybe all Rudy needed at that time was a shoulder to lean on. Correct. And that's kind of basically where the episode ends, and we don't... um, They didn't reveal the title for the next episode, so we don't necessarily know what the main stay is. But with all that being said, I wonder, from this happening, will Rudy's quest change at and will I, he? I was just about to bring that up. And, and will and will he? Will he go with his dad now, or will him and or will they go back to the demon continent and try to find his family?
0: Well, no. I, well, one, I don't think they're gonna backtrack per se. But I definitely think from this point on that Rudy's mission might change a little bit now. Like he maybe he might still feel the need to take Eris home first, especially since they're probably no so close at this point. Mm-hmm. But. It's either going to go one or two ways. They're going to have a conversation, you know, next episode about their next step. And Rudy's going to be like, hey, Ares, I need to go look for my family before I do that. I'm going to take you home first. And then you know how Ares is. You can be like, no, fuck that. I'm not going home. I'm staying with you, Rudy. And, you know... They just put they just yeah, put yeah. taking areas on home for pause right now.
1: Yeah, and we all know that would probably would have no problems helping Rudy out saving his family, especially when kids are involved. Because as Correct. we know, Sophie. Well, although Sophie's probably like the same age as Rudy now, so she's somewhat like of a
0: preteen. She's still technically a kid. kid yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, you're
1: right, you're right. Uh, uh but like. I'm pr- we As we know, Rudy cares a lot about children, so I'm pretty sure he would not have any qualms Correct. helping Rudy find and, his family. And that, and that would be also the
0: main reason why I think that Rudy will also change his um, mission a little bit, because Sylphie is now <laughs> missing. And for those of you who don't know, Sylphie is Rudy. That's, that's Rudy's girl, basically. His, th- at least that's the girl he wants to be his girl, I mm-hmm. should say. Um because the whole reason why he's even, even ended up in this mess was because he, he wanted enough money. He wanted to earn some money so him and Sylphie could go to magic college. school yeah. together. And his and his dad, Paul, set it up to where he could go work for Eris' dad, which is... um Paul's cousin paul's cousin so he he set it up to where he could go work for eris's dad and that's basically how he got to be eris's teacher and stuff like that and from there you know getting to the mona disbursement and ended up in a
1: demonation yeah no but um, it's th- this episode itself could change the trajectory of where moshuka where moshuku is going moshoku moshoku Mushoku. we keep messing it up sorry uh, I, we, we do but we're gonna get it right though <laughs> Uh, where the trajectory of this story might head from moving forward, and in that regard, I, it, this episode is really good. Story wise and character wise, it opened up a lot of avenues for where this everything could go, and I probably also got to give this one a ten. <laughs> Ah, uh, you might be getting a little. Uh, he might well, be a little too no, generous
0: no. for this one. I, 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 actually, I would give, I would give at least a nine. Eight because I'm giving it a nine. He's giving it, eight, give give it, it a nine. I'll um, give it a nine. And my my reason for that is, was which was kind of one of McMillian's reasons earlier, the world building that they did in this episode was a lot, actually. So, I mean, Rudy finally knows what's been going on while he's gone now. And then for the fact that we don't know what. Rudy's mission will now be going forward because if for just think about it, if Rudy decides not to take Eris back to her home village, then they're not going to find out that her grandfather died. Yeah, if they don't find out that her major. grandfather died. What yeah. other implications will that have for yeah. Eris's huh. home? That's and that, if that, they do go back to Eris's home and did. find out what will happen then, so it's just a lot of what ifs and what not what ifs and just a lot of what ifs right now that. That's that's no, that we have yet to see. I
1: uh, for me, the reason I feel like I had to give it a nine is that is what you said, but also we were waiting so long, I think, to for Rudy to join back up with somebody from his family or someone that he cared about, and for them to for the story to give that to us, but also if for it not to for it to not be like all sunshine and rainbows, yeah. but like. In, in, in reality in a real way like it uh for it to be somewhat disappointed it, it was like bittersweet almost because it was like great they're back together but oh my god there's a lot that that's that, going on no because because yeah, like, cause,
0: cause the, yeah it, it, i'm glad you brought that up because we I'm, I'm gonna touch up on this now during rudy's and his father's conversation you know paul mentions why haven't you written home this entire time and that got me thinking why the fuck did Rudy not write back home this entire time? I, you know, I was thinking maybe because they probably couldn't get demon, you no know, letters from the demon nation back to the human nation. But if it turns out that Rudy could have been wrote a letter this entire time from inside the demon nation and send it back home, then that's, that's on him. A hundred percent. That's on Rudy. Like a hundred percent. If you had the ability to like write home this entire time, even while in the Demi Nation, that's something you should have, you should have done. That should have been one of the first things you should have done.
1: No, but I, I, I'm and I completely agree with you. But if I think about the, the my time as a child, if I'm related to this, the kid. A lot of times people focus on what's in front of them and not what's in the peripheral, and I feel like Rudy. Based on the knowledge he had, the limited knowledge of the miners' that he had, he probably didn't worry about his family that much. But you're right. He should have written home.
0: I mean, but even if he doesn't write a letter back to his home, he still, you know, like you said, his whole mission was to take care of heirs. Why not write write write, yeah, yeah, write a letter back, back to her home as well? If If yeah. it turns out that he actually had the ability to do this the entire time. Whether it be him sending a letter to Paul's family or Eris's family, Rudy is wrong for that.
1: Yeah, no, that's why I said that's why that's why actually why I think that's why I say this is a very high th- nine for me. It's not it's not a ten because it is missing. I, I want to say there's something that is missing and I can't necessarily put my foot on it. But the the reason I feel like it's a nine is because of all while wow, this was like. Uh, while I think both Paul and Rudy and are in aspects wrong, I think the fact that they pointed out the fact that Rudy, our protagonist, messed up great through, uh, hugely in the fact that he did not write letters to anybody. He didn't decide to check up to see if the Miles disaster affected anyone else besides him and Eris is, is super important. Because even as a viewer, as I was watching, I was like, I mean, I knew that it affected more people based on Paul's letter, but I didn't even stop to think to myself to be like, why didn't Rudy consider that? Yeah I, yeah, it, it,
0: it really, like you said, it, 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 it almost like this episode put you in the shoes of Rudy at the same time, because you, you was also thinking like, huh, why
1: didn't he do that? Why did, did we just forget? Did we forget? Because <laughs> like, as him? viewers, because even as viewers, we knew that it affected more people, and we were completely content with him just gallivanting around. The demonation Great. with Eris and Richard. now granted we understood that there were struggle after struggle. It wasn't like fairy tale and rainbows. that's why I was like, okay, Paul, you' being a little on fairy tale son right now, but no, but then at, at the same time, I was like okay paul you you, you might this you might, might be the trunks. first
0: time you might be on to something, Paul, like you know in other times, Paul you be Pauling, but you might be owning to something now, he do be Pauling, he do Paul do be Pauling. <laughs>
1: But I don't, I, it's something about this episode just hit really hard. And I, I gotta say, Mesh, hats off to Mashuko in 86. Yeah, uh, no, for, both for of these episode weeks, episodes
0: was just, they just popped off both of these episodes this week.
1: Yeah. And I cannot wait to see episode 17 for both.
0: Correct. So, um, that is the end of all the episodes we have so far. So, before I sign off, we just got a public service announcement. As many people know, the My Hero movie has came out now. It came out on October the what was
1: that?
0: 29th. 29th, thank you. Thank you, McMillan. It came out on Friday, October 29th. And we will be doing a movie review. So that episode will be our first special episode, special episode here on the Girl Talking Council podcast. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure to check our all of our social media accounts for the exact release date of that episode. But yeah, that is definitely something for looking forward to.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And with that being said, McMillian, do you want to sign us off?
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, So like I always, I thank you all for coming to the meeting. Uh, Please leave some of your opinions and stuff down in the comments below. Uh, Tweet at us. Hit us up in our DMs. Whatever. Because I want to see what everyone else thinks of these episodes or like the engagement between Rudy and his dad, especially. Because that just hit hard. But, um, you know, you can find us on our social media. Uh, our Twitter is at Gernotakus. On everything else, Instagram, uh, Spotify, and YouTube, we are at Gernotaku Council. Uh, thank you guys for attending the meeting, and uh, we're signing off. See you guys next time. Peace. Stay-